GM friends, welcome to Web3 Bytes, a short but informative clip from one of our full podcast episodes. If you like this content, check out the full episode and don't forget to subscribe. It helps us grow, but it also makes sure that you don't miss another episode of the Web3 Academy podcast. Enjoy. If you can give us an overview of the newsletter market and industry, because that's an area that's changed so much through the web as creators have been able to now basically become solo entrepreneurs or small businesses. And so we're seeing this wave of not just social media creators, but journalists and professional writers becoming creators. I'm guessing that through Starting Paragraph, you've done some market research. Can you give us an overview of where you think we're at currently and then maybe what you see 10 years from now, what you think the future looks like? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think historically there was essentially zero network effects. I think historically there was a writer that wanted to just create content, put it out there. So they self-hosted a website uh, or maybe used Blogger or one of the other kind of solutions like a decade ago. And then they just put content out there. And then maybe they emailed their friends. They, you know, social media wasn't prevalent, you know, back then. So they they kind of just put it out into the void for the sake of creating content. I mean, they, they didn't have a desire to monetize. They didn't have a desire to to engage with an audience necessarily, like no, no commenting and beyond, but they just wanted to create content, put it out there. So I think the world gradually moved more and more into social media realm. So I think people were creating content, sharing it with their friends. Network effects started accruing on, on some of these platforms. I think Medium was large for some period of time. Yeah, it allowed writers to create content. But then again, the, the content and kind of relationship was facilitated by the platform. The writers here did not have you know, a direct relationship necessarily with their audience. So they were kind of reliant on these platforms. So I think the current trend, which Substack, I think, pioneered is putting less of an importance on the centralized intermediary that's kind of facilitating this and allowing writers to get more of a direct relationship with their audience. So the benefit of this is if you're, you know, a major journalist or you're you're somebody that has a very large audience, you know, if you're making like pennies on the dollar, either writing on Medium or writing for, you know, a major news publication, you'd be able to just tell your audience, okay, go pay $5 a month from Substack or on Substack rather. And then you'll get access to content that I can produce from the heart. It doesn't have to go through an editorial board. I can just write whatever I want. So that was compelling to a lot of people. I think a lot of writers moved over. Substack also paid a lot of writers to, to move over as well, kind of as a, you know, incentivizing them to use the platform. But that was what happened ultimately. I think beyond Substack, there was also a handful of other, there is also a handful of other players kind of on a similar kind of journey. There's Ghost, there's Beehive, there's, there's a bunch of different players. I think Substack is the furthest along and certainly furthest along in terms of network effects and in terms of product development, in terms of growth and, and all of that. But Ghost, I think is on a kind of a completely different spectrum where they, they they have no network effects, but they are very into self-hosting and you know, you you have full flexibility. It's open source. You can fork it and do whatever you want with it. So I think the future, I think the creator economy is going to continue. I mean, as the internet proliferates worldwide, as tools make it even easier to start producing content and getting that content out there, as new methods of monetization open up, like crypto as we talked about, you know, I think as as all these kind of different wrongs begin sort of expanding a lot more, I think it's going to allow more and more creators to do this full time as they're able to sustain a living off of this. So because of that, I think there's going to need to be, you know, a lot of new tools and a lot of new products that, that open up to kind of cater to the desire of a lot of these. I'm betting that paragraph will become one of these, obviously. <laughs> the hypothesis we're making is that there's going to be more and more of an importance on ownership, like owning the relationship with your audience, not having sort of a central party facilitate how you interact with them. 
And I think that's kind of coming to light with the whole Twitter debacle and you know, shutting off API access. People in Substack can't share links to Twitter now. Twitter can't, can't embed into Substack, et cetera. So yeah, I think there's a lot of constraints now that, that are being placed, which I think is bringing to light the importance of kind of an open ecosystem and composability. A decade down the line, I'm hoping that there'll be even more of an importance of this and there'll be an array of tools that allow people allow writers to build their audience on one platform, seamlessly port to another platform, monetize on another platform or protocol rather, not, not necessarily platform, but just giving them a lot more flexibility in terms of how they build an audience, how they distribute content and how they monetize. Thank you for listening to Web3 Academy. We hope this helps you along your Web3 journey. And if it does, please share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Nothing in this podcast was financial advice. Crypto and Web3 can be risky. You can literally lose it all. In fact, if you invest on account of what we say, you probably will lose it all. So don't do that. In all honesty, the point of this podcast is to remove the noise of markets and price and focus on utility and implementation anyway. So you should not take any of this as financial advice. Thank you, friends, and see you in the next one.